I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode discusses eating disorders. If you or someone you love needs support, please go to butterfly.org.au or for 24-hour free counselling in Australia, the number for Lifeline is 13 11 14. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work, and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming. And I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life, and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up. This episode today is something that I am very, very open about and very vulnerable. And I used to be ashamed of a lot of the things I talk about in this episode, But I know how incredibly important it is for so many of you to hear the lessons along the way. But before I get into it, a bit of a life update. So as you know, I kind of fell out of my routine a little bit with the move. And I know you guys are probably sick of hearing about the bloody move, but that's my life at the moment. I, yeah, really fell out of routine with, you know, reading at night, my morning routine. And it was really, I'm not going to lie, the time I launched this podcast, I did not have my balance happening. It was not happening. And at the end of the day, I want you to know I'm not perfect whatsoever. You know, three weeks ago, there was absolutely no balance and I was just kind of hanging on by the seam of my pants with work, with the move, all the things. So, of course, a lot of my habits fell with that and that's okay because that's just the season I was in. But now I've really been focusing again on getting that balance back. I've been reading again. I've been getting off my phone again at 8 p.m. And I've stopped living on eating grilled for every single meal. And I'm feeling so much better, like honestly. And it has been a big adjustment even for the girls. You know, they are sharing a bedroom here. I'm not going to lie, you know, our unit's 120 square metres. It's been a change and I didn't expect it to affect the kids so much as well, especially Harper. You know, she's seven. She wants her own space and it, it is. It's been an adjustment for all of us, but we're all starting to find our way again. And I guess that's a bit of a reminder for you if you're starting to feel a little bit burnt out. And I truly believe burnout isn't about doing too much. It's about not doing enough of what makes you feel good. So setting that time aside for you is just so crucial because if you don't, you truly will hit burnout. So yes, I'm feeling much better. I've been really enjoying organizing the unit, I have to say. You know, you guys had seen my pantry and linen closet for five or six years. It's good to have something different to work with because I do, I 
honestly love showing you guys all my tips and tricks. So it's been fun. It has been really, really fun. Now changing pace a bit here, i got to stop saying that, honestly. Sorry for the pun. I'm really enjoying, so when you do a podcast, you can see all the countries that listen in, like your top countries. And I'm finding it so interesting. So at the moment, obviously it's Australia, but we've got New Zealand, UK, USA, Canada, Germany, South Africa, Ireland, Sweden, and Belgium. They're like my top countries. And it just, it's so cool. Like I'd never thought I'd be like even listen to in those countries. So thank if you're listening from overseas, thank you. And let me know on Instagram too, because I love knowing where you're listening from. And of course, if you're in Australia, I would love to know where you're listening from too. And I also just want to say too, like the amount of beautiful messages we're getting from the podcast and the different things you guys are taking away from every episode. It honestly just fills up my heart with so much joy and love. So please feel free always to message me because I do honestly love getting them. I love reading them and just how much they are truly helping you because that's the reason why I started this podcast in the first place. Now, today's podcast is one that is so incredibly important to me. My health and fitness journey is so extensive. I have been at both ends of the spectrum. I have been very unhealthy, you know, 25 kilos heavier, which it's not the weight and I'll get into that, but the issues it caused me. And then I went to the other end of the spectrum where I was just so restricted and I hit my goal weight. I had the abs, I had the things and I was more miserable than I was when I started. And then I finally got to that balance in motherhood. And the lessons I learned along the way in my health and fitness journey have just been life-changing. And I honestly don't say that lightly. It has changed my life. And I truly believe I had to go through the journey I'm about to tell you to be able to get to that place of true balance of, you know, being healthy and fit for me. In this episode, I go in very in depth of, you know, how I really spiraled out of control with my health and treating my body like absolute trash. And then the pivotal moment in my life where I decided enough was enough and I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I share how I managed to turn my life around and where I even started Because I think that's one thing a lot of people struggle with is when you want to, you know, get fit and healthy, you're like, where do I even start? It's so overwhelming. It's like when I talk about organization, you just don't know where to start. There's so much information out there. And, you know, we're not all nutritionists. We're not all personal trainers. And it can be such a big thing that a lot of us don't even start. And I just can't wait for you to hear all those light bulb moments I had along my journey for me to get to where I am now, where now you know, I love exercise. It's just a part of my life. It's something I don't even think about. And I think a lot of us do assume you need motivation to keep up with exercise. And I can tell you that's not true. It's about getting it into your routine. So I tell you how I got to that point and how I got to the point where I am now. I truly believe that this episode is going to help you realize how much we overcomplicate our health and fitness. We do. We overcomplicate everything. We're humans. It's normal. But once you finish listening to this episode, I truly believe a lot of the puzzle pieces are going to click into place for you and you're going to have a lot of aha moments. So if you are someone who's truly trying to find their way with health and fitness, if you're feeling stuck, you don't know where to start, or if you feel like you're too much on one end of the spectrum, maybe you're feeling very unhealthy and you just don't know what to do, or maybe you are in a state of complete restriction and you're needing extra help, or maybe you are in a state of letting your body dictate your day and your life, and you're not realizing that you're so much more than your body and you're needing a bit of a wake-up call, this episode is for you.
Today's podcast is one that is so incredibly important to me because if you know by now, health and fitness is a very big part of my life and it's not something that has come easy to me whatsoever. And if you've been following me for a few years on socials, you would know parts of my journey, especially if you've watched my YouTube videos. And my health and fitness journey is one that's quite extensive. And even though I'm only 33 years old, I can truly tell you I've done it all when it comes to, you know, trying to find the balance, trying to get fit. You know, I've been at both ends of the spectrum. I have truly been completely unhealthy. And then I went to the other end of the spectrum where I was restrictive. I had disordered eating. I literally would not live my life because I had to follow a certain plan to the T. And then fast forward, I decided I wanted to have children. And then through that, I finally found that balance, like true, proper balance. And because I've done it all, (laughs) really have done it all, I find that, you know, this story is just so important to share because, look, it's hard. It is hard to figure out what is healthy to you. It's hard to, you know, start a fitness routine when you truly just don't know what you're doing and you're overwhelmed and you're anxious to step into the gym or whatever you want to do. So I just really want to share my story so then you can hear the lessons that I've learned and then you can adapt it to your own life and your own situation. So buckle up, baby, because this is a long ride. All right. So growing up, I was your typical Aussie kid. I was naturally a very scrawny child. I was not really coordinated In sports, I sucked, really, and I think, too, it's because I did get bullied a bit, so I kind of just stopped trying. I actually was also born with very low muscle tone. Um, I'm very hyper-flexible, which meant I did get injured a lot. You could imagine a lot of rolled ankles falling down the stairs. I had no spatial awareness, as my dad liked to tell me. So just a very clumsy child that was very uncoordinated. The only sports I was really into was ones that, you know, other people didn't really have to rely on me because I just had a lot of anxiety about that because, you know, in primary school, I got bullied for being a bit awkward and I'm really bad at ball sports, guys. Like I was that kid in the playground that I wasn't playing, but I'd always get hit in the face with the ball. That was me, like always getting hit in the face with the ball. So the only kind of sports I got into as a child was things like dancing and gymnastics. And at dancing, I was always up the back. (laughs) Mum always told me it's because I was tall and I think that's a crock of shit. So yeah, growing up, you know, typical Aussie household, we'd have our meat and free veg. We didn't have a ton of food at home. Like it was always quite empty, the cupboards. So there wasn't much options for me. So for me, like having something like takeaway and that, that was a really special occasion that I get very excited about. So, you know, fast forward through the years, you know, into your teenage years, I still kind of stayed at like a steady weight. I was one of those people that until I got to a certain age, I could literally eat anything I wanted and the scales wouldn't budge. Not that I was paying attention. And I honestly thought I would always be this way. I was like, this is easy. Like, this is awesome. Like, I don't have to worry about that stuff. And then, of course, I met Ryan at 17 and we moved out at 18 years old. And then a whole new world opened up to me where I can buy takeaway every day if I wanted. I can stock my cupboard with whatever I wanted within reason because, you know, you don't have much money. So yeah, a whole new world opened up for me. And I was your typical teenager. I would go out and party every single weekend. I would drink a lot. And again, it didn't really affect my weight until I hit my 20s. So say 20 years old or even like the end of 19, I gradually started gaining weight because I treated my body like shit. I would, you know, drink usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know how I did it. Like Ryan and I talk about this all the time, how much we would go out 
and I don't know how we did it, honestly. And back then I used to drink beer. I loved beer back then. Now I couldn't stomach it even if I tried. So you could imagine mixing in beer, not moving my body, eating takeaway a lot, just eating junk because I could. Like I remember when I used to work at Subway, I would literally devour like a full foot long because I used to make my own. So I'd have like this is so gross, but I used to have like chicken fillet and then bacon and then meatballs and I'd have it all in the one sub. And then I would literally eat 12 cookies to myself again, because growing up, we didn't have a lot of food in the house. So it was just like a free for all. I was like, this is amazing. I can eat whatever I want. And then within one year that I was treating my body like absolute shit, I gained 25 kilos. And I didn't realize, I honestly didn't realize, like I knew I was feeling uncomfortable, like a lot of the clothes I used to have didn't fit anymore, but I kind of didn't care too much. I was like, oh, I'm having fun. It doesn't matter. But along with that, I started getting chronic headaches. My mental health was really, really bad. So I would drink, you know, numb it out by drinking. I also at the time, I think I just finished uni and I remember I would always just buy my lunches, buy my breakfast. I'd usually only have two meals a day. And then I went on to do makeup school afterwards. So after I graduated, I went to do makeup school because, again, I have lots of passions and I wanted to do all of them. So with makeup school, it was about a two and a half hour commute each way. So I would get up about 5.36 o'clock, jump in the car, I would drive for an hour, then I'd catch a train and then I'd walk up to my makeup school. So with the travel, I would honestly just eat Maccas on the way. So I'd have Maccas for breakfast and then I would generally have a pub lunch. So because it's in the city, there was obviously a lot of pubs. And again, I was like, I can do whatever I want. I'm free for all. So I'd go to the pub, have lunch with some of the other girls that went to makeup school. I would just get like a hamburger or something. And I'd also drink beer. Again, the alcohol is coming into play. It was obviously a big factor in my life back then, which I will go into in more depth in another episode. So yeah, that was pretty much it. I'd have pretty much two big main meals per day and I was drinking most days. And then I remember someone actually took a photo of me and that was at makeup school and they showed me the photo and I was in absolute shock. Like I was like, how did I get to this point? And again, it wasn't about the weight. It was about how shit I felt and I was just so oblivious to it. And I think I needed that shock factor because I didn't even recognize myself. I was like, who is that person? And of course, it's not nice. Like when you've, when you've grown up a certain way and I was very, very grateful that, you know, I obviously had great genetics starting out. And then I changed. I was like, who is that person? And I remember like, you know, throughout my teenage years and stuff, I'd go to the gym, usually go to McDonald's afterwards. But I didn't know what I was doing at the gym, of course, because it is, it's a whole new world. It's very overwhelming. And I'll go into this a bit later. But yeah, go to the gym for a couple of weeks, then I'd stop. And then so when I got home that night from makeup school, I told Ryan I was joining the gym. Like I just said, for me, like I was already so sick and tired every single day. But for me, that photo was the catalyst of change. That was when I was like, okay, shit, I, I need to do something about this. And I'm so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I think I just got so used to, you know, the headaches, the sleep apnea, my asthma being really bad, just feeling uncomfortable. Like I remember when I'd walk to makeup school, especially in the summer, I'd have to put all these band-aids on the insides of my thighs because they would rub together and I'd get lots of sores. And I was like, yeah, that's not what it was always like before. And, you know, and I say this all the time, like you can't rely on the scales and it wasn't about the weight, but it was really affecting my everyday life. It was affecting my health and it doesn't feel nice. And, you know, you got to remember healthy does look different on everyone. And I truly learned that throughout this journey of mine because my body took on many different forms And it's about how you feel. 
So I just want to like preface that by saying that first. I'm not a girl that's going to talk about the scales. I'm not going to say you need to weigh this much, that much, because it's about how you feel. And of course, so once I got home that afternoon, I told Ryan, I'm going to the gym. He laughed because he's like, Steph, you've done that before. You never stick to it. And he just kind of knew me that well. But I was just so determined. And I'm somebody that if I have a goal and I'm just really driven towards that goal, I will not let anything stop me. Like I will just go for it. And that can become very obsessive, which you'll learn later on. So anyways, prior to this photo, you know, being taken, there were times before that I did try to lose weight. I remember I did like this cabbage soup diet with some rubbish. Um, and my friend did it. And I remember one of my friends did like a baby food diet, like just crazy, stupid things that teenagers do to lose weight. Like I just can't believe that we tried that in the first place, but we had no education. We had no idea what we were doing. So there were times I did try to lose weight before, but it never really worked. Like I would, you know, try, but I always went to like full restriction. I was all or nothing kind of person. So I knew this time it had to be different. I knew that because I had tried to go to the gym in the past before, I knew that I had tried to, you know, get fit and lose the weight before. It never stuck. And I knew I had to do something different this time. So I kind of had this realization that, you know, this is a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. It's not a quick fix because this is, has to be something I can upkeep forever. And I'm actually quite proud because, look, I was 20. I'm like, that's pretty profound for a 20-year-old to kind of think that way. So I knew I had to do it differently. I knew I couldn't, you know, go to the gym and absolutely flog myself for, you know, six or seven days a week and eat like a rabbit because I knew I wouldn't be able to keep it up. And, of course, I was traveling a lot for makeup school. And then I was also working the other day. So I literally didn't have a day off. So I would go to makeup school, I think three or four days a week. And then every other day I was working. So I knew I had to be smart about this. And at this time, we were actually living with Ryan's parents. We moved in with his parents, I think only for about a year. And Ryan is actually half Italian. A lot of people don't know this, but he's actually half Italian. His dad was born in Italy. So you could imagine the food there was insane. Like for me going from like this Aussie family that didn't have a whole lot of food, it was like you got this tiny little plate of food and that's what you got. And there was nothing else. Like there was no other option to eat anything else. There was never dessert or anything like that at my house growing up. So of course it didn't help that, you know, we're going out and partying all the weekends. And then I was having like these huge, amazing dinners that was just endless at Ryan's parents' house. And it was a bit hard to navigate because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to start prepping my own food and taking it with me. And again, I just didn't really know where to start. And I knew that I had to keep this up. So what I decided to do was be really realistic about it. So I said to myself, I said, okay, you're going to go to the gym three days a week. And every single week, you're going to try a brand new healthy recipe. And you're going to start prepping your own food and taking it with you to work and to school. And that's kind of where it started. And, you know, I remember walking into the gym back then. And of course, I was at the biggest I've ever been. Of course, I didn't feel great. Like I was very unhealthy. I even remember there was a time I was supposed to get my shoulders pinned because my shoulders used to dislocate very easily. Again, I'm really hyper flexible. So and no muscle tone. So they would just pop out randomly. It was disgusting. Anyway, the doctor told me I needed to get my shoulders pinned. And I was like, oh, I don't want to have that operation. I'm like 20. And it's really interesting because after I started going to the gym, I was very weak, by the way, which I'll get into in a minute. But once I had built that muscle up around my shoulders, I didn't need the surgery anymore. They like stabilized. And even now my shoulders, like as soon as I have a couple of weeks off the gym, if I ever like get really sick or whatever, I'm, you know, running around traveling and I don't, you know, exercise my shoulders, 
that muscle tone goes down and they do start to slide around again. I know it's a bit gross, sorry, but it, it's insane. Like it's funny how you can go to the doctor and instead of them saying eat well and exercise, they'll say, okay, like go have surgery. It blows my mind. And luckily I got into health and fitness because that means I would have had to have that surgery and have my shoulders pinned. Anyways, I digress. I'll go back to where I go on tangents. I'm sorry. So yes, obviously wasn't feeling my best. I walked into the gym and of course I was very, very anxious. Gym anxiety is a real thing. And I know you guys would have felt this before if you've ever tried to go to even to a new gym, even me. Like if I walk into a new gym and I don't know where the machines are or I don't know the people, I get really anxious even now. And I'm a qualified PT now. So it's a very real thing. But I just knew that I had to do this thing. So I literally had tunnel vision. I did not give a shit about who else was at the gym, what I look like. I was like, I'm here for me. And I think that's such a powerful message to know that when you go to the gym, everyone is there for their own reasons, but everyone has that one thing in common is everyone is just trying to better themselves with their health. And I can assure you, no one is judging you. No one's even worried about what you're doing. The guys are too busy looking at themselves in the mirror and the girls are too busy probably thinking, you know, oh, I like that girl's top or what should I have for dinner? Everyone's got their own shit going on. So you need to remember as daunting as it is, no one is worried about you. They're worried about their own shit. So anyway, started going to the gym. I started doing some research on, you know, healthy foods. That's one thing with me is I love doing my research. I love it. So a lot of research, trying new recipes. And I remember I was at the gym. I think this was in the first two weeks that I went and a PT came up to me. I remember her name was Lena. She was beautiful. She's such a nice person. Anyway, she came up to me and she gave me a bit of tips with my form because, again, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just winging it. And then she actually offered me a free PT session. And I was like, oh, that would actually be really helpful. Thank you. So then I ended up continuing doing personal training with her. And it was just so empowering because she was actually teaching me like what exercise works for what body part. And I started to connect the dots. And knowledge is power. Once you know something and once you know what you're doing, that anxiety is going to diminish. You know, you're going to go in there. You're going to feel so much more confident because you know what you're doing. And yes, we all can't afford a PT. I get that. But there's so much information out there, especially now with TikTok and Instagram and all the things. Obviously, you need to make sure they always get clearance from a doctor first. But you can get really good basic information on the internet now, as long as you're obviously quite healthy and there's nothing wrong and you haven't got any injuries. So yes, I did that. It definitely wasn't easy. You know, I had to get up at like five, go straight to the gym, quickly get back home to Ryan's parents' house, get ready, jump in the car, get on the train, go to makeup school. So it was something I did have to be very driven about. But that, again, is why I decided I'm not going to go to the gym every single day. And I can tell you, I was so incredibly unfit. I still remember, I have these memories just imprinted in my brain of trying to do step ups without any weight. And the step wasn't, it wasn't like a full box, like, you know, the big steps. It's like quite a small step. I remember she was just getting me to do step ups and I had to keep sitting down. I was so puffed and I couldn't breathe. And I remember being like, oh my God, this is so hard. Is it always going to be this hard? And the answer to that is there's always going to be a level of hard with your fitness. But the most empowering thing is, you know, weeks later, I got back up on that step. I didn't feel like I was going to throw up for once. I was like, oh, and you see these improvements gradually. And that is what really drove me. Like I got addicted to getting stronger and fitter and seeing those changes. And it was just incredible. So, you know, simply with making my own food and going to the gym three days a week, within about, I think it was six to seven months, I lost 25 kilos. 
And that was not calorie counting. It was none of that. And I'm not saying that this is possible for everyone because that is a very, very short amount of time to lose that much weight. But that was the reality of it. I know there was a lot of water weight in there, a lot of fluid, but I was like, holy shit, like I did it. I did it. And it was just so empowering. And just like that change of mindset of being like, this is a forever thing. This is not a quick fix that when I'm finished, like, you know, that you go the challenges, you do those challenges. This isn't a thing where you get to like week 10 or whatever. And you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. Like I knew that wasn't going to work. So that light bulb moment that happened at the start where I knew it had to be a consistent thing changed the game for me. And you know, when I started, I did have, you know, a goal weight, which I always had set for myself before when I do those stupid diets, but I wanted to be realistic about it. And again, it's only because I knew that I originally was 25 kilos lighter and I knew that weight came on very quick, but I didn't give myself a stupid goal of like trying to lose a stupid amount of weight in a short time. I gave myself like, I'm like, even if I could get to this, I'll be happy there. I'll be happy. It's all good. You know, and when I surpassed that and surpassed it and then I, you know, lost all of the weight, which was fantastic because I felt really good. I was sleeping better. The headaches went away. I wasn't getting sugar cravings and things because, oh my God, guys, backtracking for a second. If you're someone who eats a lot of crap, a lot of sugar, and of course, the only thing I was drinking, the only liquids I drank was beer and Coca-Cola. And I remember drinking a lot of energy drinks. Energy drinks was like the first thing I would drink in the morning. So bad. And um, I was also doing weddings back then because I was a makeup artist. So it was like 3 a.m. starts and stuff. So I'd have to pump my Vs, which is so bad. I still remember the first week I came off like sugar and my usual crappy diet. Like I felt sick. I felt lethargic. It was rough. And I was like, oh my God, this sucks. And just knowing like, you know, when you finally get past that bit, because you know, your body's just adjusting to you eating better and drinking actual water and coming off all the sugar and all the crap. I was like, I don't want to feel like that again. That was not fun. So, you know, unfortunately in this society too, when you lose weight, you know, you get compliments not sure why, but people start to notice. And obviously it's just like them, you know, encouraging hopefully your healthy behaviors. But it is interesting that, you know, when you do lose weight and get smaller, people like start to give you compliments. So I was like, oh, you know, this feels good. I'm feeling really, really good. Like I felt fit. I felt healthy. I was sleeping really well. My mental health was so much better, like insanely. So I thought, so if I get even thinner and even fitter, I'm going to feel even better. Brown, brown, brown. And I saw these people in my gym and they said they were doing this thing called fitness model comps. So it's basically bodybuilding. They prep for these comps. They get on stage in the heels and a bikini. They put on all this tan and then there's judges and that's what they do. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like I would love to have a new challenge because now I've accomplished this. I'm going to go to the next thing. So I decided to sign up to a bikini competition. So with that, there is a lot of training involved. You have to be very, very strict with your diet. Like I'm saying, you have to weigh absolutely everything and you cannot go off the meal plan you get. You have to stick to it. And I don't know how I did it, honestly, guys. Like I remember it would be like 10 a.m. and I had to have like white fish and beans and like your whole life revolves around comp prep. You have to go to the gym six days a week. You're doing cardio every day. It is a lot. So I continued with that. And with that, you know, because I was so obsessed with it, because look, there is people out there that can do bikini comps and everything and it's fine. But for me, my mental health and my addictive personality, it was not good for me. And I learned that the hard way. 
So because I had to be super strict and stuff, I kind of stopped going out and socializing with my friends because I couldn't drink anymore and I didn't want to like ruin my comp prep. So I would pretty much stay home. And I think my first prep, I think it was about six months or maybe a bit more to my first comp. And again, I lost even more weight. Like I'm saying I was severely underweight and I got to a point where my period stopped. And I didn't get that period back for a year. So, you know, I went on to meet new friends, which was really nice. Like it was so nice to have this community and you all had this one thing in common, but like your whole life revolved around comp. And for me personally, again, there's people out there that can do it and they're sweet and it's amazing. That's their career. And I'm like, hats off to you. But for me personally, it just, it really messed up my mental health. And I didn't see it for a long time, but you know, I look back at photos and I'm like, holy shit, Steph, like you were so underweight. And I do feel so sorry for that girl because I place all the value of myself on my appearance because obviously that's what you have to do in those comps. Like you have to be so lean and you put in these tiny little bikinis and that's what you have to do. And, you know, like Ryan was worried, my parents were worried and things like that, but that was just the name of the game. And in my head, I was like, well, I'm eating so much vegetables. I'm eating so much protein, you know, moving my body. So in my head, I was like, this is so healthy for me. But by the end of it, I was like, the calories I was eating was not even enough for a child. And anyway, so I went on to do a few comps and, you know, I did enjoy the comps. It was very interesting. I used to get very nervous. And then I remember I was even Miss December in a like sports model calendar. So that was exciting. And then I think I did comps for about two years. So you could imagine the toll that took on my body. Like a rest day, for example, was like you had to go for a one hour walk. And yeah, it was just a very, very strict routine. So after that, you know, I did my comps and with that came on a lot of disordered eating because you're so used to being ridiculously lean and, you know, judges are judging every inch of your body, which, oh my God, it's so not healthy for my brain. It's not healthy for pretty much anyone's brain. So, you know, in between, they call it off season, you kind of go back to what you're eating before. And anytime I would gain any type of weight, I would just get so upset. And I started binge eating because, you know, you're deprived for so long. So I remember sitting there and eating a whole loaf of banana bread covered in Nutella and being so sick afterwards because you could imagine when your body's so strict and then you go and eat all this crap, you just feel so incredibly sick. And I just couldn't control the binge eating because I was so deprived for so long. Like you literally could not go off the plan. So, you know, it was a lot of yo-yo dieting. After that, I started making myself throw up and that went on for a couple of years. And every time I'd binge, I'd take laxatives and try and throw up. And that was my life for a little while. And it was like, it's just so sad because it took me years to realize that, you know, I had this goal weight and I wanted the abs and I wanted this. And then I got to that point and I was more miserable then than I was when I was really unhealthy and 25 or more kilos heavier. Like I was so miserable because what's the point of you absolutely crucifying yourself and your body to get what you think is your goal weight and then you can't even enjoy your life? You can't even enjoy you know, the work you put in, you can't enjoy, you know, your friends. Like what's the point of having abs if you can't even go out and have fun? Like, you know what I mean? It just took me that long to figure that out. I'm like, I feel worse than I did before. This is supposed to make me feel better. And it's just hard when you place all the value of who you are on your body, your exterior appearance. And it wasn't until Ryan and I, you know, we had gotten married. I was still, you know, behind the scenes, struggling with binge eating, with laxatives 
and making myself throw up. And then finally we decided we wanted to have babies and I was like, I can't do this shit anymore because again, as you guys know, I have a lot of health anxiety, especially with, you know, the baby because of, you know, my brother with his disabilities. So I knew like, okay, I've got to clean my act up. This cannot be happening because this is going to affect the baby. So that was when we decided to start trying for a baby, I stopped all of it and it was hard. It was so hard and I knew it was going to be hard too because, you know, once I eventually got pregnant, I would of course gain weight and all the things. But because I just cared so much about this baby that we wanted to have, I was like, okay, it's going to be worth it. And I thank my lucky stars every day that we had decided to have a baby because, you know, those habits I was doing would have gone on for much longer and I think would have been a lot harder to stop. And if you're someone right now that struggles with any of that, please, please go and get help because life is too precious. Your health is too precious and life is too short to be at war with yourself every day just so you can look a certain way. Because I can tell you now, and like I told you before, I got to my goal weight, I had the abs, I had all that stuff, and I was more miserable than I had ever been in my life. Because what's the point? And yeah, luckily we fell pregnant with Miss Harper. I think I was 23 when I fell pregnant. No, 24, something like that. And I kept up with my exercise. I started finding like a proper balance, I think, for the first time in years since I started trying to lose weight. And I was feeling good. And, you know, I was gaining weight. I think with Harper I gained like 20 kilos from a healthier weight, so not from like being very underweight. And, yes, it was hard, but I knew I was doing it for my baby girl. I exercised throughout the whole pregnancy. And that's when I started to realize how much exercise just helped my mental health. And because I kind of lost that love and connection with exercise because I used it to punish myself to look a certain way. You know, I started realizing again, like why I started to do it in the first place and it was to feel good. So I exercised up pretty much to the very end. Obviously there is certain rules with exercise and being pregnant, which I followed them all. And yeah, then we had little Miss Harper and I set out again to, you know, as you know, unfortunately a lot of us do, we concentrate a lot on the baby weight but I kind of saw it more of as a challenge because I'm like, I've done this before, I can do it again. And I was just really enjoying, you know, being a mum. Obviously, I had postnatal depression and things like that. And a big part of that was staying on top of my mental health. So I was doing things like going for walks every day. That really helped. And I loved it so much that when Harper was only a few months old, I actually enrolled to become a personal trainer myself. So it was really nice too because, you know, I would do all the online modules and then on Friday nights I would go in and do the classes to become a PT. And it just felt so good. Like I was like, this feels really good because I just wanted to really spread my message on all the highs and lows and the journeys I've been on within my own health and fitness. And I knew at that point I'd started my blog, I was online and I just knew someday like I wanted to be able to, you know, create programs and do that to help others who were in the position I used to be in. So yeah, I became a personal trainer, qualified PT, and I started, yeah, really finding that balance. I won't say I always had balance ever since I became a mum. It's definitely always ups and downs. Life happens and that's just something I've had to learn over time. But one thing that has always been, you know, consistent for me, well, now it's been a decade since I've, you know, really kind of found that balance with exercises. Life around us, is going to take its twists and turns. Things are going to happen. You're going to go through seasons in life that where you maybe not feel so good, maybe you feel great. There's things outside of our control, but the one that's always consistent for me, the one thing that always brings me back down and grounds me is my exercise. 
And I can safely say that, yes, since I had gotten pregnant with Harper, exercise has just been, you know, my absolute go-to to help me with my mental health. You know, my anxiety is crippling. And every day that I would exercise, even for half an hour, I felt like I could get rid of that extra anxious energy that I would wake up with. And I remember when the kids were babies, I would pop them in their swing or pop them on the mat while they're playing and they'd watch me just do bodyweight exercises. And there's so much amazing resources out there now. And back then I know there was apps. I can't remember what ones I would do, but I'll just do them at home while the kids are, you know, while they're playing on the mat. And that was my me time. And that was something that was so big for me. And I came back to that initial light bulb moment that this is a journey. Like I say all the time, you can't just get fit once and stay that way. It is an ongoing thing. And you may think that, yes, when you hit your goal weight or when you get to this point or when you get that job or save that money, you're going to be happy. But I can tell you firsthand, that's not true because it's all about your mindset. What is the point of being at your goal weight and being ridiculously fit if you can't go out and enjoy your life? Life is here to be lived. When you're 80 years old, you are not going to give a shit about having abs or, you know, I ate like a rabbit my whole life. No one's going to remember you for that. They're going to remember you for how you made them feel, for the person that you were. Your life is so much more than what you look like, guys. You have so much more to offer in this world than your looks. And you know what? When you finally find an exercise or an activity, like maybe you like yoga or dancing or anything, once you find something that literally makes you happy and say weight loss is your goal, that's going to be a byproduct of you already doing the thing. You know what I mean? So if you don't like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. Go try yoga. Go try Pilates. Like, don't do shit you hate. Life is too short to do shit you hate. And look, for me, I I hate running. I hate it. And I did try it for a while. I used to like how it made me feel after. But I realized over the last couple of years, like, no, I'm not a runner. It's not for me. And now the only cardio I do is walking. All I do is walk. I love doing weights. I love feeling stronger. It makes me feel really empowered. I love popping on my headphones and having either, I feel like I'm very much like this or that. I have some really gangster full-on music or I have real girly like 90s, 2000s music happening. And it's just so good to have that time for yourself, especially as a mom and especially just in this day and age where there's so much happening around us. That is something that can just keep you back and grounded again. It is your constant And I also want you to think about if someone gave you a car and said to you, this car has to last you forever, the rest of your life, how would you treat that car? Would you make sure it got serviced when it was meant to? Would you make sure, you know, you looked after it? Of course you would. But how come we don't do that with our body? You know, this is the only body you've got forever. And I feel like now that I'm in my 30s, I'm only really starting to think about like, you know, the repercussions of my actions now for old lady granny Steph. You know what I mean? Like now I'm really wanting to focus on like my brain health and things like that. So I had to witness my nan have Alzheimer's and obviously there's so many things that you just can't help, but it's just something that's a little bit more in my mind now. So I hope this journey of mine has had some light bulb moments for you as well. There's just so much more to life than how we look. I want you to focus on how you feel Because once you start exercising and eating well for the internal benefits of feeling good, 
That's when the magic happens. Because I can tell you right now, if your only goal when you go into exercising and eating well is, you know, aesthetically based, so maybe you want to look a certain way, that is not enough to keep you motivated in the long run. Only exercising to look a certain way is too surface level to have that ingrained into your life. It needs to be deeper than that. And like I said, once you fall in love with your own routine and doing exercise that makes you feel good, the byproduct of that is, yes, you will get fitter. Yes, you will look fitter, but that has to come second. The first thing is about how it makes you feel. Now, I want to say before I finish up this story is that I'm in no way perfect. There is definitely weeks where I don't stick to my program or my workouts because life gets busy and you go through seasons in life. There has been many times where for me, the best I could do was go out and go for a walk and that's okay. You know, we're not robots, we're humans. Shit happens and you need to be able to adjust your routine to that as well. But I really want you to have a good think about that. Think about what can you do now to set yourself up and your healthy habits to last you a lifetime because that is what it is. If you are starting a diet or a routine that you know you can't do forever, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. It is as simple as that. Anyways, guys, I'm just so passionate about, you know, health and fitness because I, I get it. I really do get it. Even now, you know, I fluctuate a lot and I do not weigh myself anymore. I just don't care. You know, within yourself when you need adjustments because you need to listen to your body. But I do hope this episode helped. I know it's a long one and there's so much in this and I'm going to be doing separate episodes on different areas of health and fitness because I'm just so so passionate about it and if there is any requests please always send me a DM because again I just have so much to share on this subject and I just know how crippling it can be when you just feel like you know you don't know where to start or you're so far in it and you don't know how to truly be happy even though yes you hit your goal weight and you're doing the things but you feel like shit but once that light bulb for you goes off that is just the beginning for you I want you to wake up every day and be excited for your life and to feel good within your own body and I know again as mothers especially you find it really hard to not feel guilty for taking time for you. But I know even when my girls were little and babies, I'd pop them in the gym crash and I used to feel guilty. But I knew once I had done my workout, I was a better mom. I had more patience. And even now, if I don't work out and do my workouts or go for a walk, I don't have the patience. And I just know I'm going to be a better me if I have that time for myself. And you are so, so worthy of putting that time aside for you. And it's going to benefit everyone around you. So please take that time for you. Don't feel guilty about it. Easier said than done. But the more you practice and the more you do the thing, the easier it gets. But if you guys have any questions on this or if there's any topics you want me to cover more in depth in another episode, please let me know. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog. And make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.